You are now listening to that meddlesome jerk. Please enjoy responsibly. Let's talk about lying to yourself and why you do it, why I do it, why we all do it. Because I feel like it's one of those things that uh, no one is safe from. We all do it. And you brought up a point uh, about delusion. And I would go so far as to say that is a form of lying to yourself. Uh, Would you agree? Delusion? Yeah, I would. Especially like, um, what do you call it? Delusions of grandeur or like people who, I guess, would, uh, especially people who put on airs. Yeah. So, I mean, why do you think we lie to ourselves and why do you think um, not only that but why do you think we believe it self-satisfaction feelings of accomplishment feelings of merit uh, self-worth and uh, probably like upbringing i would guess depending on your parents who um you know, like, uh, what did they expect from you? What were you expected to accomplish once you reach adulthood? Or, you know, like, what were the milestones expected of you? Probably when you were growing up. Yeah, I I mean, because I know, um, like, I've had people in my life who just, like, continuously, like, no, I'm not that way. No, no, no. And you're like, but you are. I don't know uh, why there is a need to constantly like object when I don't. Know, that's another thing. Like I, when when you're already kind of caught on something, mm-hmm. if a cop is shining a flashlight in your face, and you have like, and you're slowly pulling out the knife from a body, and they're like, you're under arrest for murder, and you're like, what are you talking about? I'm on a jog. Chuck the knife. You're like, I saw you. No, you didn't. <laughs> that I think is like that's pretty like extreme though. Like people who are denying reality. Is, well, there, like, but there that are extreme. Oh, maybe not so much as murder, but I'm just saying there are people like like my example was wasn't that they're denying reality that hard to where they don't mm. think that they killed someone. But it's like, if I am telling you like, hey, you're being self-destructive or you're doing, you know, and then you're like, nah, like what's, why, why do that? When you are obviously no, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's one thing if it's, it's understandable, like you get caught cheating and then you deny it until there's no more denying. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know, you're trying to save yourself, that's one thing. But like, when there's nothing to lose or gain, that's when it starts getting weird. I think if people, oh, oh, okay, I see. So the lying without reason, I think is probably just more compulsive lying than uh, delusion, then delusion would be benefiting you in some way. For example, like if you say, um, there, you know, somebody in like a certain situation is delusional, usually putting more, uh, ask, you know, acting as if they have more, um, 
I guess you could say authority on a subject, you know, that benefits them, you know, having the attention on them as either an authority, as a, you know, uh, someone to listen to, and it benefits them either directly or indirectly. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's even weird things like, I'll give you another example of like, uh, say someone is telling me, because this has happened more times than I wish to, to, to admit, Mm-hmm. where like someone was like no man all i do is eat healthy i am the healthiest eater like no one eats more healthier than i do and i'm like kale and fucking vegetables don't balloon you up to 500 pounds which you are because i have eyeballs and i can see you you know what i mean yeah i th- that that situation um fear of accountability especially to yourself i mean yeah there there is that but it's like you uh, you're obviously like maybe now here's the thing now if you were to tell me like i'm on a diet and i've been trying to eat really healthy lately you know or like i'm on a goal now but like because i've had people do this they're like yeah i don't ever eat junk food i haven't in years i have nope i just drink water and fucking eat you know eat there it's like they they're all like you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're uh because there was a guy you used to work with who trying was, to save face who was like 400 pounds like uh this was a like when i was a lot younger and uh and he he was talking about that. like he's just like yeah you know he's like and he was telling me about like his meal programs i'm like i guarantee that's not what you eat Mm-hmm. Um, or like he was like, and I, I don't know, maybe there's like the the fear of judgment, which is fine. I get that, but it's like, um, you know, oh, like yeah, I grab some fast food, which I never do. I'm like, well, how? Uh, maybe you don't grab fast food, but how the fuck else are you getting so fat? Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to fat people, I'm not trying to like fat shame by any means. Like, I don't give a shit. That's the, that's the point I'm trying to make is I'm very Ron Swanson when it comes to balloon up to a thousand pounds, get on one of those reality program TV shows. You know what I mean? I like, I don't care. Do what, it, <laughs> what you're doing with your life is what you're going to do. I, mm. I don't care. But when you blatantly lie to me, like it's a little bit differently where I'm like, what's the point? Like, what's the, what's the end game here to where I don't, I obviously don't care that you're eating yourself you know, like that you eat whatever you want, that's fine. Like, because, you know what I, I mean? Would... Like, I don't ever try to make excuses for my potato shaped body. Mm. I know that the mass amounts of rice and fast food and ice cream I eat take part in that. I will, if you, if you want like a textbook answer, I would say they're either seeking attention validation or some sort of like um let's see here like confirmation of what they already believe in their own head they somebody else to confirm confirm it yeah so that would be my like guess but obviously each person is different so i wouldn't really know and nobody would know really <laughs> other than like a professional shrink yeah. Which I am not. <laughs> well, go get your doctrine and then I'll wait. 
<laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a pretty interesting article just a minute ago. So uh, go and do that. Um, no, but no, I get you, and I I understand that. But like my real curiosity to uh, no pun intended, lies in when you're not lying to out loud but like really to yourself of just like you're not even telling other people this it's just like no nah, i'm good mm-hmm. I, I like it this way you know like you convince yourself of things and you tell yourself stuff and, or know. that you just lie so many like you know uh things get out of hand and you lie to yourself so much that you start to believe it yeah i don't honestly i don't know how people let i don't know how people ignore reality up to that point like nobody's like pop that bubble like nobody's dared pop that bubble for them which for me is kind of hard to imagine seeing as how evil people can be out of nowhere yeah that is true but i mean it could be one of those just they don't want to hear it either because i mean i like i have a i had a friend who he wasn't even necessarily a friend he was someone who lived in my apartment complex and then hung around way too long and thankfully i haven't heard from him in a long time mm-hmm. um that he he got fired from like all of his jobs and like I, for the longest time i don't think he held a job for more than a month if that and like every time he would get fired it was just like, oh man, the boss had it out for me. I wasn't doing nothing. They're, they're just dicks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all of them? Like, there's got to be something. Like, they can't all be out for you for no reason. And that's always what it was. It was no reason. You know, it's it, that's the same mentality when you're dating someone and then you break up and they're, you know, they're crazy or they're a bitch or, you know, there would it like add in insults here like it was all their fault mm-hmm. yeah well no self-accountability and then kind of no kind of lack of shame there as well yeah it's just weird because like i don't know like that does that guard you in a way like mentally to be like oh well it, it, they have to be crazy because no one would ever dare leave this perfection. <laughs> no, but if someone's willing to lie to themselves and I expect them to be able to lie to me and I wouldn't trust them. But see, but we all kind of lie to ourselves in a way. A, in a way, but to a certain extent, you know, at least within reality, within certain boundaries of reason. Well, let me, let me ask you, because you, you said that you were delusional. So how are you delusional? Only momentarily. Like, I'll tell you honestly, like, I don't want to say delusional, but like, I will have my moments of grandeur where I just feel greater than anybody else and nobody can tell me nothing. But that's, I feel like that's kind of just like when you're like catching, what do you call that? When you're on the up and up, you know what I mean? Like everybody has those moments. I feel I have them a little bit more than the average person. (laughs) but like they're like triggers for me like especially music for me like um if I'm listening to something that I could only describe as very cunty I am the prima donna 
and well, like you can't tell two. me anything exactly exactly like if i'm listening to some azalea banks or something just like really random but yeah. just like really makes my like just really stimulates my brain i am like i don't even need drugs at that point like i am the queen of england without being on ketamine <laughs> no yeah. ketamine required i am the queen of england like as soon yeah. as that song comes on i am whoever i want to be i get that but i don't and, feel like that's delusional as much as that's just i don't know i don't want to say free but it's just, not like all of a sudden you like hear a song and you're like the world owes me something everyone no. else is crazy but you know what i mean like or uh i'm not gonna lie like my ego probably does go like a little too crazy sometimes but at least like i'm not too public about it like i won't go bragging about something i don't have yeah you know kind of the... keep it to myself within my own head but but i mean wouldn't that be healthy don't we need uh ego boost because i know on the same token i'm sure you beat yourself up a lot Oh yeah, I'm I am my own. That's like that's like kind of like the reverse. Yeah, exactly how you said that's same coin, different face, you know. Yeah. You are your own biggest critic. I remember hearing once a long time ago, um, and it and it stuck with me ever since. It was like, would you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself? And I was like, no, no one would like me. I would have no friends. <laughs> Because we're mean to ourselves. And like all of us, I feel like you, maybe there's a handful of like, uh, I don't know, narcissists or people who are just crazy egomaniacs. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I feel like we all have our moments of like beating ourselves up. It may not be as often as other times, but it's definitely there. Oh, yeah. But I think that's also a good thing, because if you hold yourself up to a certain standard, then you believe you you yourself are worth up to a certain standard. Yeah. But I do believe there are people that take it the opposite way and feel that with no self-worth, there is no standard. Or, you know, like how you said those real crazy kooks, well, they think that they are the highest standard, yet they don't feel like their behavior has to reflect that yeah see what i've noticed too is like there's not a healthy level of either one it's like it's it's the it's like bipolar it's like i'm amazing i'm the worst healthy you know healthy is me and i'm just using me as an example like i don't think this but Mm. i'm just using me me thinking or you whoever being like oh good job me and then oh, you know what that probably wasn't good enough or i didn't do this well enough like instead of being like you're a piece of shit no one will ever love you but and then or the opposite of like i'm amazing and everyone loves me you're welcome world <laughs> you know isn't that weird though how healthy could be so subjective i mean it is subjective but like those are too extreme so like extremes are really never healthy mm-hmm. as far as i've heard uh i am not a doctor anymore so i could be wrong no, <laughs> no i mean like, yeah. been disbarred so, like, but you know i was still there i uh, but like is there, i mean if you think about it really like what extremes are considered good 
they're they're extremes for a reason you know what i mean like life is like about balance oh well um because it's like water is good for you until you drink like a couple gallons in one sitting and then drown your organs i believe self-harm or harm against your not self-harm but harm against your own interests kind of like that uh, I, I haven't read the book myself i, I kind of want to though that book by mary trump donald trump's niece where he talks where she talks about the uh, family and how they're obsessed with the power of positive thinking and how fred trump donald trump's father uh would ignore his own wife's sobbing because uh he thought that was negative because she suffered from arthritis and so mm. he would ignore her pain because he thought that experience being pain and showing it was a negative thing. So he would always like, anytime anybody was sick, he would ignore it because to him that was negative and that was not okay. Yeah. I think up to that point. And now that is definitely probably like oh, an extreme. And like how she says in the, she, his father, Fred Trump robbed Donald uh, Trump of like a lot of things as a kid i'm sure with that crazy mentality as a parent yeah i mean you find that in a lot of like uh like rich people and And it's weird yeah like a lot of times they they run things like they run their family like they run a business because like and i mean it but it makes sense because if you're looking at it from a psychological point it's like okay look I am great at business and managing people and things and do, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm in charge of a thousand people and I built this company from the ground up. I am now a millionaire. And so what are you going to tell me? Like now I have a family. Like that's the one thing that I know works. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like cause treating your family with like love and compassion, that's not how you win as far as they're concerned in life and business. So it's like, there is no, it, it's very robotic thinking. It's very like black and white. Mm-hmm. Cause there's like, there's no switching links. It, it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is the way, this is you, the, the only you, way. What would you say the motivation for that is like, uh, the motivation for that would be like accomplishment. That would be like the, the uh, what's produced out of that behavior. What do you mean uh, out of like thinking like that? Yeah. So what do you think the end goal of treating your family as a business is like well, a well, business one, produces think... profits? What would the family produce? Uh, Accomplishments. Youth? <laughs> Accomplishments. Yeah. Like you're going to run them like a well-oiled machine and they are going to be super businessmen. You know what I mean? Cause like, mm. think about it. Like realistically, me winning the like the Super Bowl, that's pretty cool. But if I had two sons and they both won the Super Bowl, phew, that might be even better. So you know what I mean? Living, living vicariously through your children. There's or even better yet, of like you won the Super Bowl and then you produce kids and then they win the Super Bowl. Like it's like, oh shit. Not only did he was he great, he raised these two other two people great. And then it was like not so only legacy. that, but then your your kids win the Super Bowl and the World Series. Uh, I see. So leave, like, you know the, what I mean? the legacy is the goal. The legacy. And then, because like, realistically, there's only like, 
there's only a certain things that uh, move the needle and it's like numbers, numbers don't lie. Mm. And it's like, when you're winning, that's basically like economics is one thing, man. Like there, economics don't lie. What's that saying? If you're not winning, you're, you're losing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends. I mean, like uh, you look at it, but yeah. And, and yeah. like people think about like, that's how they kind of live their life. Um, and I mean, realistically, there's no real science to it. Uh, a lot of times, man, there's plenty of people who are super smart and driven and motivated and they live in a garage right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like, because of personal choice or uh, circumstance? Uh, it's probably more circumstance than anything because think about all the people who have tried to get businesses off the ground and failed. And it's like, why their business other than another business? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, one of the better Mexican food places in, in Santee closed years ago. And I remember like when I discovered it, I was like, oh man, this place is fucking delicious. And I took people there and they all thought it like, so it wasn't just me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like everyone I took there was like, oh shit, this place is legit. And who knows why the fuck they closed down? Like, cause there was always people there. It wasn't like they were lacking business either, but uh, who knows? Something might've happened, but uh, and it's like, why, why they close? And then why did the shitty one down the street stay open forever like there's that what's it called not to call it there's a one that's down the road by the bail bonds place fernie's Mm -hmm. every time i've driven by that place there's not one fucking person there that place has been open since i've been here do you like it no no man like i've I've never eaten there because no one's ever there (laughs) my family not a good sign for a a restaurant (laughs) I get you. I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't like know. no one night the and business, day. Like the business analogy is hard though, because there's so many different factors. You're right. You're right. It. Yeah. I know. I. I'm gonna admit it. Like as soon as I started saying it, I was like, no, that's bad. But I'm already halfway done. You're like, I'm already down. I already was walking. <laughs> um, can't make a U-turn on the freeway. But I will admit, yes, the business one is hard. But like uh it but also there's plenty of people who are motivated uh and have talent just like there's the luck of the draw like there's a lot of shit just comes to luck i mean that's how it is like with acting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's plenty of people who are amazing actors and they're like they're good looking and whatever fits the criteria for an actor or actress and it's like they're you know, like one in a million get to be the the household name. That's true. Also, like, I resources also help a lot. You know, especially you know, and I when especially like it, depending on what industry, there's so many different factors that at play. But resources always are the biggest role. Yeah. You know, especially, um, I forgot who it was in the news I saw, but somebody, some ki- kid who was like the 
son of a very famous actor would never tell the people he was auditioning for that his dad was that famous actor because he said he wanted like you know to prove himself that he could be uh, yeah he could do it on his own he didn't need daddy's help and i find that very admirable but that's kind of like the issue is a lot of these people have advantages that others don't and i think that plays a big factor you you hear that with like uh i hear this all the time with like interviews with actors and their kids and they're like oh so does junior want to be in the picture and they're like yeah he's probably going to do something like (laughs) The fact that they could be like, yeah, you know what? I think I might want to be an actor is insanity. Like, because you and I, we could say the same thing. Doesn't mean it's fucking going to happen. Like, we can't just decide, like, oh, you know what? I think I will be an actor. But is that delusional or is that just like. It's not delusional because. Misplaced you and, confidence. It's not delusional because that shit can happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just like I can, I can say a lot of things of like, hey, this is going to happen. Like, uh, you know, I, this may be a stupid example, but I'm, you know, I'm like, you know what? I think I might want to go pet my dog. Then I go walk down the hall and pet my dog. Now, if I said, I think I'm going to go ride my horse, that might be a little different because I ain't got a fucking horse and there's no <laughs> horses near me to even steal mm-hmm. to go ride off, you know, into the sunset with. So, like, and nor do I have money to purchase a horse. Exactly. See, this is the exact conversation I was having with someone prior. Like, I hate it when rich people are like, oh, I got wealthy and successful through my own hard work and my own good choices. And my question to those individuals is, did you make good choices or did you have good choices? Hmm. You know, because a lot of the choices that you had, many don't. And I hate those. That's that's why, like, that's why people like Elon Musk will, I will always hold a special, uh, special uh, hatred for because they're Mm -hmm. just so, those people are delusional. Now, if you want to talk about delusional, those people are delusional. Elon Musk and like all those other people who had rich mommy and daddy and all of a sudden like oh i'm a self-made billionaire i didn't have the help of anybody or anyone like no yes you did you had a platform to stand on before Mm -hmm. you you know even started yeah well i mean yeah even just being introduced to the right like say the the parents didn't give him a dime exactly but having connections is everything having connections is just as is just as much like it's it's worth just as much as far as i'm concerned of, of like having having connections yeah like because you and i have zero connection exactly so yeah i i get it but like i remember i can't remember if i think it might have been kevin smith it was someone they were talking about um prince and like he, he was saying how one of the people who worked for Prince had to explain to him why like he couldn't get something at three in the morning. You know what I mean? It was like mm. something ludicrous. I'm just like, well, what do you mean? I can't get a giraffe at three in the morning. Like I want it right now. Go get it. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something like, but like when you're used to just being, having things like, 
-hmm. you don't understand when you can't because like really there is no can't yeah they're they're living under a different set of rules it's that whole and yeah it's also i feel like that speaks a lot to our society too we have a very class-based society like you know the rich regardless of the lifestyles they live they have like unity like for example ellen degeneres why the fuck is she going to sports events with george bush or whatever that motherfucking bush president was before obama like homophobic idiotic why on earth are you hanging out with him you know because he's clearly doesn't support your desire to be married to another woman the gay marriage so why on earth are you being like why are you hanging out with this person and it's not it's not about ideology it's about class Mm -hmm. you know the haves and the have-nots yeah i mean you know a lot of them have been rich too for so long that like there is no more uh the 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 essence of their past is gone because like i like think about rappers like Mm -hmm. okay let's just like snoop dogg or dr dre or any of like the older rappers right Mm -hmm. like okay they were poor like because i was thinking about this with like ice cube i'm like yeah you were poor until you were what 17 and then you got joined NWA, got some money, and then became like one of the more famous rappers out of NWA. I don't count Dre because he's technically not a rapper, even though he rapped, but like he's more, he's a producer. Like he has people write his raps. Um, and he's always said, he's like that, he's not a rapper. But anyway, you know, like, and then Fridays were a success and all of his movies were a success. Friday, the Friday movies came out in the 90s. The 90s was a long time ago. Like some of us don't seem to think so because it was such a, you know, it's like they, no one wants to admit that they are super old now. But like talk to a teenager and be like, oh yeah, I remember when in the 90s, they're like, holy shit. That was like 30 years ago. You know? Yeah. Like 1991 was 30 years ago. (laughs) Um, That like that you weren't even like you weren't even born yet. Nope. Um, So you know what I'm saying? Like that was a like, dude. So so to someone who were like, oh, the 90s weren't that long because I remember someone saying something where I was like, oh fuck, like yeah, that's oh that was a shit has it really been that long because you don't you know what i mean like the older you start getting time starts being different to you so it doesn't seem like it's a long i experienced that now with covid i feel like covid is a perfect example to teach younger generations what it feels like to be old when the time blurs it's not that even time blurs it just time starts getting uh jumbled in a weird way of like oh no like blink 182 yeah right like there's still a new fan oh wait their album came out 20 years ago fuck like you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like that's uh, when it starts getting weird where you're like wait how long ago did that come like because you, you still think like 
no one thinks of themselves as old. Mm-hmm. Like my mom gets mad when I call her old. And she's old. <laughs> and I'm like, know. you know, and it's like, mom, you ain't 30. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I think, I don't know. I feel like, if anything, that's not something I'd complain about being able to remember something so well. I feel like that's just a good memory thing, is it not? No, but it, okay. It's more like perspective wise. Yes, it's old because you forget, like, well, that's like, that's the thing, you know. It just like, doesn't seem, it's, it's not that you remember it well. It's just, it doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, I don't know. So, you Honestly, know what I mean? Okay, so okay. Remember when we went? To I that wonder concert? if there's a word for that, like a specific coined word for that. It's called old. Um, <laughs> remember when I remember when we went to that concert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that wasn't that long ago. But imagine being like, oh yeah, hey, remember when we went to that concert? What was it like two, three years ago? And I was like seventeen. See, it was seventeen years ago, and you're like, what? Oh, I know. that's how that feels because that happened to me with one of my friends when he's like hey man it's been two years to the day since we went like we hung out and i was like i saw you like a month ago uh not really but you know what i mean i was like it can't have been two years and then like he's like no man it's been i was like fucking really and then i started thinking about it. i'm like oh yeah i guess i don't really come out to this part of town it's like shit oh yeah and then, you know what i mean then i started placing things like my my memory block i was like oh because it just it didn't feel that long and like social media has a lot to do with it now just like because it feels like we're in each other's lives you know what i mean so it's not like especially with social media you always see that person so you you always see them and like we're texting and and doing all sorts of stuff and it's like um i know what that fool had for dinner the other night so it's like but like if we were in the 70s um you know what i mean and then it would be like it's been two years and you're like shit yes it has it's been a long time because like it's a little bit longer but that that does happen with um but i remember what like being a little uh, but yeah i don't remember why we started talking about that class no but time for uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it that's what i was saying so like snoop dog and ice cube mm-hmm who got like ice cube got rich in the eighties Snoop Dogg got rich in the nineties. Like both of them were basically teenagers, like 17, 18, 19, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know Snoop Dogg was like 19 when he got famous off his first album. Um, so he's been rich since he was 19 years old. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you, I'll have to send it to you afterward. I don't know if you want, um, I don't want to call out other podcast names on here, so I'll send it to you later. Okay. But I did see an episode of another podcast that someone mentioned how they uh, were a rags to riches um, mm. story as well. And because mm-hmm. they're now rich, they have connections. And those connections are old money. And they were talking about how strange it is to them that someone who is, who has become rich with, by themselves, that, you know, it's not multi-generational, 
that to they they see that as something very impressive they're like actually like wow that's actually pretty crazy like even they are impressed by that and that just goes to show you how generational wealth breeds laziness yeah but i mean yeah but back to like it it's uh it's, it's opportunity and like what's it called um I was talking to someone about this and they, they were saying that like uh, the way that they worked with like uh, someone who was raised by a rich family, like in a rich family mm-hmm. and like they were working with them and, and they were saying how um, the way they spoke to management, like, you know, not like in a, like, motherfucker, you better listen to me, you know, not like kind of that, mm-hmm. but like, it was very like it was properly and it was well worded but like they talked to them differently and they were treated differently because of it you know what i mean it was like they almost like went into lawyer mode and was like okay no this is the deal this is what's going to happen and then the other person was like oh we're on the same page cool are you talking about like Like, management with talent or management like making a deal for the talent management as in let's just say they work in a fucking an office mm-hmm. um like we'll just use the actual office for an example so it would be you watch that show right no i'm not white <laughs> what show do you what shows do you watch i'll be honest with you the only sitcom like comedy show i watched is Seinfeld and that's because of my dad when I was growing up that's like the only show I've ever seen that's like sitcom it would be like a part-time barista talking to a district manager Mm -hmm. make sense yeah but it was like the the way it was explained to me was that they were put in this position to kind of like humble them or whatever uh like i remember i got hired with a kid who was that way he he got like he got put in we got hired at the same time uh, a long time ago and like his dad was and i remember him telling me he's just like oh yeah my family's rich and i was like and i didn't believe him i'm like what are you doing here then Mm -hmm. uh but he said it was to uh, like his dad wanted him to be around you know the working class like the you know what I mean like the the normal people and like have some sense of fucking some sense of normalcy normalcy or get rid I, of his entitlement I like that that's a good I like thing. it they, too they do that in Japan. until he almost ran me over in the parking lot once with his Audi after he had left oh my god <laughs> but you know what I mean like he, yeah. he he went away to college and I remember seeing him uh during one of his breaks and like yeah he had like this super nice uh, this nice audi and i was walking through the mall and he was and he didn't even like see me he was just like peeling driving through crazy mm. i was like oh shit again okay. he was a nut but like uh i so i don't think that worked i agree i think that was uh, uh a good opportunity for him yeah i think it was a good thing to try but what i think what happened was the dad had set because i remember even too um he had like a shitty car which was another reason why i'm like you're not fucking rich and then i said went to his house and yes he's very much rich because he doesn't have a house he has like a fucking mansion 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that sucks about like generational wealth. It's like it's that it breeds laziness there's no real consequences for these kids like oh you get to drive a shitty car oh but if you do good at this minimum wage job that the poor work at oh buy you an audi like what what does that teach you Nothing. well it doesn't there's teach no... him anything but what i'm assuming yeah. happened is once he turned 18 or once whatever happened he probably got a trust fund oh yeah trust fund babies you know what i mean that's what i'm assuming happened because yeah, and then I never saw him again. <laughs> so who knows what the fuck that guy's uh, went on to OD'd on coke or fentanyl. He was a fucking nutbag too, dude. Like I remember he liked fighting, and I like he 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 was bizarre because like everything that came out of his mouth sounded like a lie, and then I found out like it was all true. You know what I mean? Because I was like, <laughs> I remember him talking about like how much he, you know, how much money his family had, how big his house was, and all that. I was like, yeah, shut up. And then I saw, I was like, oh, God damn. And then him being like, oh, I can kick anyone's ass and I fight and all the time. Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, shut up. And then I saw him get into multiple, not one, multiple fights, including one at our work. Um, he, I remember him showing me a video of like, he was at a stoplight. And he, they, they were at a stoplight and he jumped out of the car, ran to like the car in front of him, like dove in the window and started just like punching the person. And you could hear like the, the, the like a girl in the car, like screaming, like get off of, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he like, just like pummels this dude, jumps back in the car and then him and his friend drive off. yeah that's that's a little domestic terrorist for me oh dude he he is (laughs) uh aggro to the extreme that sounds that's that's concerning that's like a public danger right there i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt if he's like a proud boy you know going around beating up them queers who are poisoning our poor frogs (laughs) turning the frogs gay turning the frogs gay you know what's funny? I was I was talking to someone and I I didn't even mention that, but like hinted towards something with Alex Jones, and then got he's like, well, you know, he's like, you, it's undeniable that something is weird is happening. And I was like, I can't, can't, can't. <laughs> I don't know those people are entertaining to me, man. It's like you get them talking and they will talk. But you know what? It used to be entertaining to me until everything started happening. Because I'm like, this isn't entertaining anymore. Like, there's real world consequences that are happening where, like, people are getting shot and killed and there's, like, fucking riots. And you know what I mean? Oh, man. I and, like, so. all, all this fucking nonsense. Like, did well, we I not feel- learn anything? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But I think there's a huge difference between like just a talker and a doer when it comes to that sense of like, yeah, you say there's aliens like down the well and oh shit, you know, I, you say you want to shoot up a clinic? Mm, maybe not. True. I mean, it depends on where the crazy lies. But uh, honestly, like since I've been doing this podcast, uh, you know, and like I started off with a bunch of conspiracy theories. And like, 
anyone who's listening, uh, I, I like to pull back the curtain and uh, explain things a lot, at least behind the scenes. I have deleted a ton of episodes that I've done, like a lot. Um, so I've done, like, so if you look at my archive, it's like, oh, well, you've done like, I don't know, like, let's just say I've done 70 episodes. Um, and it's like, well, you've only done 70 episodes, but 10 of those were conspiracy series. And it's like, yeah, but I recorded like 30 or 40. Only 15 went up. You know what I mean? It's like specifically yeah. back in the day, like um, there was, I ran into a couple different things. Like one, the audio quality. Um, and then two, like I had some people come on who they were just a little too much. And I was just like, ah, you know what? I don't want to promote this. And this is my show. So I'm making the call and that's that. But because uh, I've, I've had some people uh, had some who have had some kind of radical ideas and like a lot of it, it, it starts. And the point I'm getting to is like, it can start by something just like like something that seems like nothing, where it's like aliens, and then a lot of times that shit starts snowballing. I believe in yeah. aliens, and I also believe women don't have the right to vote. <laughs> well, because like no, once you start opening up a floodgate with conspiracy theories, it's never and like I, let's just take aliens off the table. Mm. Um. Once you start that fucking train rolling, no one's strong enough to jump in front of it with like one hand and be like, I'm stopping you. You know what? Like it's already moving. You ain't like, it's running people down. Oh and my that's God. Kind of, remi that reminds me of that Marjorie Taylor Greene woman. That crazy oh. ass congresswoman all over the news. Oh, you mean, dude, I just, yes, I was just talking about, uh, the, the Jewish lasers. The Jewish lasers. What does that even Which, mean? It was man. so funny. One of my one of my friends, and this is on the podcast. It just hasn't been released yet, but it will have been released when this gets released. So, anyone listening is like, "What are you talking about?" But to you, who this hasn't been released, um, she she was like, "How are the lasers Jewish?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> like the the lasers are manned by the Jewish people. <laughs> when you turn on the laser, there's a little sound effect. Mazel tov. Hi, I'm yeah. Hi, uh, stop your <laughs> stop your kvetching. Yeah. So look, and I and I brought up this point then, and I'm gonna bring it up again because it it's worth saying. This is a congresswoman. I'm, I'm assuming she went to college. Dude, like, uh, it is you know insane. what I mean? Did you see the Facebook advertisement she was doing, like her campaign Facebook thing, where she literally has like an AK-47? That's what I'm saying. Like, like it, how backwards can you get to? Like, that's so, I don't know. Like, I guarantee there, there, there was a spark that started this. It didn't just like no one dives into the deep end of crazy 
unless you're literally crazy. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be that moment where you're like, oh, what's, oh, you know what? That does make sense. Oh man, what else? Like, cause this is, that's the snowball where it's like, what else? Because it works in the opposite way where people hold on to their beliefs so tightly. You know what I mean? Mm. It's the opposite. Cause it's like, well, if I'm wrong about this, about my religion, about my beliefs about the, you know what I mean? Like these big things that I've shaped my life around. If I'm wrong about that big of a thing, I like, what the fuck else am I wrong about? Like how many small things am I, have I been wrong about? Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to mm. unravel that sweater. So it's the same thing. It's like, it takes one thing and it's like, oh shit. Like once they think their eyes are being open, it's like, well, what else don't I know about? You know what I mean? And then it's just going down that rabbit hole. I get, I don't know. I've tried to get into conspiracy theories and like some of them are so absurd and against logic and what you yourself can see the proof that like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Plus, like, I feel like some people have way too much time on their hands, and well, that's like, what uh, I constantly say. And yeah. also, like, when it comes to the Trumpies too, I find that certain like white people, because you know me, I don't like. I'm not a fan of white folk, and white people in general, like especially conservative Republicans, have like love to play the victim. They love to play the victim. And so they always are looking for that narrative. Uh, and like, I feel like that QAnon conspiracies and stuff like that, like that gives them the validation that they so desperately seek of either being the hero or being the victim, but nothing at like, you know what I mean? Like they either have to be the good guy fighting for justice and blah, 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 or they have to be the victim. They're being targeted. They're being censored. You know, it's, it's always something. It's funny that you say that. And this is one of those times I wish I could have, um, someone else on right now to hear that in fact I, maybe i'll just send them this episode because i have heard that argument from the right where it is the left loves to be it's all about being a victim and they're all you know what i mean it's all this victim mentality but everything you just said i have heard someone on the right say about I the know, left. but but see that's what I'm saying. I'm not the saying proof, you're wrong. The, the the difference between the arguments I would say is the proof is in the pudding. Just look at you know that's what I'm that's that's where my argument is. You use your own eyes and look at and see reality, and you can see it through things that could be easily proven, like statistics and numbers. You know the disenfranchisement of blacks and people of color. And, you know, statistically speaking, you know, black families having less than 70% of the less than 70% of the wealth that white families tend to have and so on and so forth. But when you flip the argument and say white people are the victim, I don't see that. I don't see that in the numbers. I don't see that in the history books. I don't see that. And the same thing with like conspiracy theories. You yourself use your eyes and ears to see and hear the truth and most of the time because i've i i love conspiracy theories as much as the next person but actually believing them is something different because you yourself can see you know like yeah 
those people those like those round earth people or the flat earthers yeah i remember they like i saw a video on youtube where like they take one of them up literally into the stratosphere which like must have cost a lot of money for this youtube video to do they take him into the stratosphere and they show him look you could see the curvature of the earth it's round you can see the moon like what do you not believe and he gets down and then he's like yeah um that was all some really good green screen effects and everybody just like lost their shit or something like that like everybody's like how can you literally experience this real world event and still think it's fake like at that point it's because just... that's what i'm saying like it, this person who's like devoting their life like you can't admit that you're wrong because if you're wrong about that thing then you're wrong about all these other things you know what i mean you're opening mm-hmm. up that door to be like what else am i wrong about uh and but i've how talked can about you, how can you still believe that if you've been faced with such undeniable proof because it's your life that's you're lying to yourself because you have to you have to and there and i guarantee there's probably people out there who who i there is there's a documentary on netflix where this happens where Mm. they even will briefly say something like ah shit yeah can't really deny that or you know something along those lines there's um anyone who's listening can look at it like there's a documentary i suggest you watch it if you haven't already um but like at a certain point i was like i don't even think they believe in themselves i think this is just their life and like they're so wrapped up into it that like they have no other choice because like most of the people who were on that documentary uh and by most i mean every single one of them they all had a podcast or like the radio the name of it i don't remember but I'll, i'll look it up is it goop um, goop or like whatever that gwyneth paltrow weird line no of like no it, is it's, goop? it's just flat earth oh um yeah that's flat earth it's called behind the curve behind the curve <laughs> behind the curve that's a good title yeah it's it's a great movie uh but anyway all of them, all of them had podcasts and or like internet radio shows. All of them had books. All You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were all doing merchandise. And it's like, they all had something to gain. Monetary wise. Monetary wise, or even just egotistical wise. Because like there was this one guy, man, like he was considered himself like the king of the flat earthers. And, uh, you know, like if you, if all of a sudden flat earth doesn't exist, he's no longer the king of this community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if he's admitting it and then everyone else starts it, no, it's like, it it gets taken away. Um, and, and I mean, realistically, like I, I like there's this this is like going back to like lying to yourself because like there's probably some people who were like oh shit they're probably right but I'm not gonna let them know they're right and I mean nope nope nah, I'm not seeing it it must be something because I can't be wrong 
or even if I'm wrong, I'm not, I'm keeping the ship, you know, I'm keeping the ship going because I'm sure there are flat earth people or anything in conspiracy theories who don't believe it at all. Like, I don't think Alex Jones believes the shit he says, not even slightly. That man is, <laughs> that man is something else. Yes, he is insane. But you know what I mean? I, I don't think, I, I don't think he believes. I honestly don't. No, but see, that's the thing that's so sad about it is people, there are people out there who wish to gain, you know, profit off of these crazy conspiracy theories. And then you have those foolish enough to buy into it, truly believe it and lose everything on it, you know? And I don't even, I don't know, like that uh, blind faith in something that has been proven to you to be incorrect it's just i don't understand that's just i don't know that's behind my comprehension well i mean it's why you don't believe um but like there's got to be something because like a psychological reason behind it it's uh oh well i'll tell you what like with the boogaloo boys and the maga people it's a sense of belonging and community that they i usually see that they get gratification from they feel the need to feel a part. They feel the need to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They feel that they need to be the center of a narrative. Um, they like the attention. The attention is a, like the driver for them because even people who don't benefit, benefit uh, profit from it, uh, the benefit to them is the attention that they receive and the validation that they get from others who believe the same thing. Yeah, I think um, it's like a circle jerk for egos, you know? Yeah, I was watching uh, a documentary earlier today and it, it, like a true crime one. And they started talking about uh, like when they couldn't solve the case, like all of these people like jumped on board and they called them like Internet sleuths. Mm -hmm. And they're like a lot. They're like a lot of times it, they just get in the way more than they help. And you'll see this a lot. And like. Um, like I've talked about it on here where I'm like, you know how many true crime podcasts there are right now? Oh, I don't have an actual every, number, but I guarantee it's probably into like everybody, every thousand. guy and their dog has a true crime podcast. That's what I'm saying. And then like, um, everybody wants to be that person who cracks that case of like, oh, I was just, you know, sitting at home. And uh, I saw it and then I was like, something's fishy. And then I cracked it. And it's like, that has happened before. This is the bad thing. And I've said this before about conspiracy theories. I'm like, this is the bad thing. And this is where you start got like drifting over into dangerous territory. You have things that were once considered a conspiracy theory that are now a fact. It was like, oh yes, that actually did happen. And so that's when it starts getting bad. What do you mean? Like uh, people see it, it being possible for an internet sleuth to actually solve a code and they feel like they can do it too? Or like, what do you mean? Well, by that? Yeah. I mean, cause like, look at uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the Patton Oswalt stand-up comedian, his wife, um, she wrote a book on the golden gate or the golden state killer 
and pretty much is the like a good reason of why he got caught. Mm. And she was she was a blog writer. She wrote blogs. You know. Um, well, see that I don't know. That's a little different because, like, that's kind of going into the ethos, pathos, logos. What's your credibility? You know, because I, if you told me here, read this book about you know that, and I, I, my first thing I would ask you is, is the person writing this book a professional? Like, yeah. Because if not, then I, I wouldn't care. That's just an opinion that I, you know, don't find uh, worth my time reading. A, a professional what though well like i'm saying people who talk on a certain subject i think ethos pathos and logos the credibility aspect is important as well because you know like you said there's a every guy like there are probably thousands of true crime podcasts but only a few of them are actually popular and successful and I'm sure that has yeah. something to do with either credibility or like, for example, it's an actual psychologist or an actual detective or forensic analyst, you know, doing the well, podcast I mean, or they have a different credibility. They actually did solve at least something in the past. So that's why people yeah. go to that person or that particular podcast. See, like, it, I mean, to, to me, it doesn't matter so much as like their credibility because um, one of the voices of The Simpsons has a true crime mm-hmm. podcast, and it's oh, like really? it's two ladies. And like, I I enjoyed I enjoy their podcast. I don't listen to it all the time, but I've listened to it um, throughout the the past and whatnot. So I don't mm-hmm. listen to really anything true crime anymore. But when I was, I would listen to them. And it was entertaining because, I mean, really, like, all they're doing is reading cases. Mm-hmm. Like, they're telling you there's something that happened. And, like, I don't need to know or I don't need, uh, like, a doctor or a physician, you know what I mean, or a psychiatrist doing it to just tell me what happened. Well, You, you know what I mean? Ju- are they or are they just reading it verbatim or are they adding their own tidbits to it because if they're adding I'm, their own tidbits to it i would want someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about not really adding their own tidbits but i mean more so yeah kind of but like um but i mean realistically like i don't know it, it doesn't matter to me like i don't need like you're you're listening to a lot of these times you're listening to them for entertainment so mm-hmm. Like dry textbook shit's not really that entertaining to most of us. Um, but my, my I'm getting off point with uh, the pot. Like I'm just saying, like there's so much out there that like um, when it comes to like conspiracy theorists, like uh, they I I see a lot of them on the same line has like the true crime stuff where it's like there's so much out there as far as conspiracy theories like how much would they love to be the one to prove it right you know because like realistically that's what they're trying to do they're trying to prove it right yeah isn't that what happened with like the the pizza pedophilia ring that guy there was a conspiracy theory that a pizza 
pizza parlor. I don't know. Did this happen in California? No, Some... it happened in Washington. Oh, Washington. Washington, yeah. Washington D.C. Yeah, I did a podcast. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, when I said I was not going to talk about conspiracy theories anymore. Um, <laughs> but the, isn't that what happened? He thought that the consp- he believed the conspiracy and actually hurt some people. Yeah, he, he, he drove up from one of the Carolinas, and yeah, burst into a pizza place with the guns, and uh, he like tried to save the children, and there was none, and then he got arrested. He, uh, yeah, that's that's that. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the danger of. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you and, and like, like you said, conspiracy theories and like with technology nowadays, disinformation and like that sort of stuff spreads so much faster and so much more easily. And here's the thing, because I was saying that you know people need to be held accountable and shit like that, and I was talking to someone who is on the right, and he was just like, but man, he's like, he's like you can't really do that because then, you know, freedom of speech. And I'm like, and I, and as much as I wanted to argue with that fact, because it made me mad, I was like, but you should be like, dude, if people are getting hurt and help, you know, if bad things are happening, you should be held accountable for it. And it's like, then, then it is a gray area where or it's, it starts to get into a, not a gray area, but a, like a tricky area where it's like, yeah, then you start do, then you start going into like freedom of the speech. But I'm like, shouldn't there be a limit of what you say if it's endangering people? Like, mm. isn't that not... Are you talking about like, like what you say? Like by what medium are you talking about? Like what you say online, like on social media platforms? Well, let's just say like... For, like it's like like Pizzagate. Like say I on my podcast, I start talking about um, one of the restaurants next door to me, and I'm like, oh man, they're doing this. They're sacrificing babies. They burn the American flag every night. They wrap babies in the American flag and then burn them. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, someone needs to kill them. Someone needs to stop them. Some, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm inciting something to happen. To someone and then someone goes and does that shouldn't i be held accountable for it because last time i checked charles manson is in prison for doing that exact same thing yet no one has a problem with him being in fucking prison because he he technically didn't kill anyone he told people to go kill some people but it's like how is that you know like you, you can't be like freedom of speech man i can say whatever i want But it, it it starts because like Alex Jones got put on trial for the shit that he said, and he's like, well, this it's what or it wasn't he got put on trial for what he said, it was he went to court for his like a custody hearing or like something to do with his kids and wife, and the wife was trying to argue that he's unstable, and then was like, look at his show and tell me he's not unstable, and then his response was, it's just a character, it's just an act. That's not me. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, mm, well yeah, because like, well, it's, what it's like, it's exactly what they're impeaching Trump for right now, incitement of violence. When you incite violence, I think you should be held accountable. It's the same, same concept of you can't say there's a fire in a crowded movie theater if there is a fire, if, if there isn't a fire, excuse me. 
because yeah. you are going to cause uh, there to be panic, you know, and eventually that will lead to somebody getting hurt. So yeah. if you, I think you do hold responsibility because they, you know, like you grow up, but at least, at least I did, I grew up and I understood the fact that if you are an adult, you are responsible for the consequences of your words or the consequences of your actions. And apparently not everybody got the memo, but uh, like, yeah, I feel I mean, like that's a pretty common thing to understand. You are, you are responsible for what comes out of your mouth. And if that cause, if whatever co- comes out of your mouth causes violence against anybody, then I think you are responsible for that violence. Maybe not entirely, but at least part. Well, I do. I, I, I think you are like when you, when you're saying stuff and you know, you have the power to do it because it's different. If, you know, I like say something offhanded and then it was like a bunch of people went and did something like, well, what the fuck? I didn't know. It's not like I have a, like a major platform. I'm not on TV being like, you know, you need to go hurt these people. You need to do this. Um, Cause that's like a whole different story. And like the, what's it, the Gavin McGinnis, when he was talking, like he, he did that. He went on Joe Rogan and was talking about like using violence and he talked about it like you know what i mean when you say it on record and then all of a sudden you get held accountable because like all these people went and beat up protesters and did stuff and then it's like well no 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 i'm not really part of those guys i I have nothing to do with that i didn't say anything it's like but bullshit you did like you had the balls to say it but you don't have the balls to stand behind it yeah well that's what i'm saying like you have to put your words put your uh what is it put your putting your foot in your mouth on that situation because if you know you hold sway over people meaning like you have influence over them you yeah. need to, you bear like i said you bear responsibility for your words so if you know that people could most likely do what you say then don't say anything don't don't incite that violence or that kind of behavior or at least put a disclaimer and saying hey these are my opinions and my opinions alone i do not you know endorse violence of any kind but he people like that never say anything like that because that's what they want that is their end goal yeah i know it's just i don't but it's like when you get people like my one friend who's on the right where it's like you know oh it's freedom of speech but like he doesn't look on he only sees it from his perspective you know because if all of a sudden we're starting to get charged like with things we say then he could get in trouble right the real the reality is nothing is going to come of him he goes to fucking he does a night shift job like hangs out in his house and does nothing like he doesn't really go anywhere or do anything you know so it's like nothing is going to happen to him but like but i've noticed that where it's it's if there's laws or things are getting like implemented it's only affected it's only gonna affect him you know what i mean see that's why uh that's why i feel like we have been done such so dirty by our own government when it comes to the underfunding of the united states uh, education system because I, I think it was abc 
uh, or NBC, one of those. They just did they did like a a short little news bit on statistics of political parties, mm-hmm. and they were finding that you know, it, in the United States there are more women than men. And because of that, more women, there are more women than men um, dem- in the Democratic Party, only by slightly, like it's less than 10%. There are sl- uh, more women than men. And they were finding that in the Republican Party, it's like dr- dramatic, like it's crazy. It's like mostly men, hardly any women. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with education. Democrats tended to be statistically more educated, have at least a college degree um republicans tended to not even have a high school diploma um and it's just i just that that whole mentality of um that whole i don't know like just lack of perspective when it comes to society and how it works with laws and stuff i think has to do with the failure it's a, it's a bubble too, because it, it's like you said, it, with like the rich people mm-hmm. where they can be like, you know. The poor have no could've... class solidarity. And that's one thing that upsets me so much about white people who are not rich. Like you do realize that the, ri- the whites at the top do not care about you because you are not yeah. part of their class. You may look like them. But you don't have the finances that they do. They therefore they will not. They do not care. And I've had people. I've argued with people over on Twitter about this. They're like, "Well, how do you know? How can you prove that?" And I'm like, "Well, let me ask you. How come there are white people living in such poverty, selling boiled peanuts on the side of the road and bumfuck nowhere in Louisiana and shit? Don't you think if the whites at the top cared about the whites at the bottom, they would lift them out of that poverty?" that no whites would live in poverty and yeah. they always never have an answer for that and it's, it has nothing to do with that's one thing about that's another thing that bugs me so uh, annoys me i should say about the boogaloo boys and all these white supremacist groups is it's not about race race the whole racism thing is just a ploy to keep the poor poor and the rich rich it's just a distraction. Yeah. Because, you know, like, and people like never have an answer for me. I would love to meet a white supremacist or a white person who has the answer for me. If the rich, if, if there was a solidarity of the races and whites were so superior, why do you continue to live in poverty? Why? When you have so many rich white people that could pull you out of it. I, I've said this for a long time. I'm like, for the most part, uh, the rich don't see color. It's just ones and zeros. Exactly. It's it's class. It's called like it's class solidarity. The rich are together, and they're you know, they work together to stay rich, and the poor just fight amongst themselves. And like that's what pisses me off so much about racism. I was like, if you guys realize that you being white and me being brown is not the issue, the issue is we're getting fucked over by the same person, then life would be a lot better. It'd be a lot better, but there's, you know, you gotta have uh, someone to blame um, because it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
the Mexicans are taking our jobs. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, good night. No, um, <laughs> a dingo at my baby. Good night. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, like it, it's you got to have a place to put your anger because uh, it possibly can't be your fault that you not getting a job. It must be the illegal, illegal immigrants. I think that's and, why it's like the it's like the rich telling the po- the rich whites telling the poor whites you should be up here. Why aren't you? And yeah, you know yeah. they're like this is why this is the reason why you're not rich like us. It's because of the Mexicans. Or it's because of the blacks or whatever. It's like no, you, you know, don't. I, how do you not realize your own oppressor is looks exactly like you? And I've said this before, where I'm like, you know, I've never in my entire and I live we live in technically a border town yes this isn't San Isidro and I apologize to anyone outside of San Diego listen I've, I've been trying to not make so many San Diego references because I realize there's people who listen to this outside of San Diego and I'm like I talk about San Diego way too much um, but like no we're, we're not we are a border like there's the borders right there you know uh. what I mean like we can get to the border like so i consider san diego a border town it's not technically like i said it's not san Isidro or like imperial beach where fucking you can spit and uh hit mexico isn't uh isn't uh imperial beach like the southwest most point of the united states or mainland it, i mean it, it's about that yeah I would say that's border town. <laughs> we are border. We're yeah, border, but I mean, but like that's what I'm saying. Border, like, well, because San Isidro is technically we're border county, not border well, town. We're border county. We're border county, but like San Isidro is where the border is. Yeah. So technically, that's the border town. But I'm like, I consider San Diego like because the border is in San Diego. Yeah. So it's like, it and I can be in Mexico real fucking quick, quicker than people in LA or Temecula, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so my, my point is, as someone who lives in a town or lives in a place where the border is so close, um, I have never, never, ever, 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 and I am confident in to keep saying ever with no sense of like ironic, uh, like uh, happenings in the future, like, I've never lost a job to someone who was an illegal. Never. Like, no, not once have I been like, fuck. I and and you, even for my shitty jobs, even a only, shitty job like at 7-Eleven, I've yeah. never been like, oh, I'm up. I'm getting that job at 7-Eleven. Goddamn Paco got it. Fuck. Like, no, that has never happened. I've never See, been fired and been replaced by an immigrant, nor have mm-hmm. I like and beat out in an application by an immigrant like that shit doesn't happen so i don't know where this like they're taking our job shit comes from and that's another thing too that pisses me off about that narrative is exactly like what jobs are they taking they can't because you know they don't have a fucking social security number and secondly (laughs) the jobs that they are probably getting easily are the ones that are like fucking shady the ones that are you know, a lot of them are under the table. Yeah, under the table. And is that is that a job you want? Ask yourself. No. You know, if you say if you truly believe the Mexicans are taking your jobs, are those jobs you want? 
And if they are, why aren't you applying for them? Working in the fields, cleaning houses or whatever, you know? And the truth is, the truth is these are jobs that are, don't have much dignity, but out of des, uh, out of desperation and, uh, you know, blind belief in the American dream, these people cross borders, travel thousands of miles to come and do that. So my question is, they have sacrificed so much to come do this job that you don't want to do, and you want to be upset at them about it? For what? Well, it's because it's because of what they're fed on. Because I do, I will, I will say this because it's happened a couple times, like with my my friend who is on the right. Uh, when he came to visit me his like whole world kind of got flipped upside down because he's like, and I'm not kidding. He thought that illegal immigrants just stormed across the border and ran our streets. And I was like, no, like, and, and then one of my wife's friends who was from Wisconsin kind of thought the same thing. And like, they have this whole weird, this weird image in their head of like how things work near a border. And I'm like, no that's never been the case it wasn't the case when i was a little kid living in imperial beach and it fucking surely ain't the case now i don't know yeah i don't know where they get these narratives from like who's telling me they get it from the tv they get it from people who are scared because listen fox news is dangerous get it off the air my my friend who you know on the right like he very much upset that biden won now this isn't like a political thing i'm not going to be like it is what it is and understandably like you know he was a trump guy you know he now his guy's gone and someone else has taken his place that he doesn't like okay i understand that um but one of the first things he said to me when he found out that biden won wasn't like thankfully it wasn't oh the the election was rigged it was Biden is against guns. Biden is going to take away my guns. And I was like, that's not going to happen. It will never happen. I've heard that my entire life from family members, like my brother and my mom and her boyfriends. It's the victimhood. They have to feel like they're being attacked. They need the validation. But here's the thing. It's this weird fear that they're going to come take my stuff, but they're not because there's no logic behind it. Okay. There's no logic. Like I, and I've said this on this podcast countless times and I'll continue to say it. I wish people would stop and put logic to what the fuck they're saying. I know, like that. But see, that's one of my point is like, where, what drives it? Because if the if the if the right said, yeah, the left wants to take your guns away, where's the proof? I've never seen any like campaign show a video of the Democrats saying we're gonna take your guns. You're none of you are gonna have guns. Like I've never heard even like no. the most even Bernie Sanders, who's very far to the left and an extremist to the, uh, even the major, the moderate to the right. Yeah, yeah. Even an extremist to the left, even some on the left, like, 
he he he's never even once said that he wants to ban guns like at least not to my knowledge like no no one is gonna ban like joe biden may have said he wants to ban assault rifles or something but like or stricter gun laws this is what and i'm gonna tell you this is where it comes and this is where fucking it ties in with conspiracy theories and all this shit snowballs like it's all about that it's all about the fucking snowball it's all about that train it's they go from zero to 60 it's it's never fucking you know a slow moving process it's he doesn't like assault rifles they're going to take away my guns and rape my daughter you know what i mean like it's fucking zero to 60 like there's no in between it's they hear one thing and it go like they go jump straight into the worst case scenario why you know what i mean think, but like why do you think they feel the need to be like because the, that's human the, nature too because i've heard that with other shit and it doesn't like let's take politics out of the, the equation you like you hear about that all the time where it's like something they they hear something negative that they think is going to affect them you're gonna have and to then give me an example because like it's worst case oh, i'll give you an example i guess it's slightly political but when trans bathrooms were a thing when they were when i when i say a thing what i mean when they were first starting to but come see that that oh my god another perfect example like again something else that has no evidence behind it the men dressing as women just to assault women in the women's bathroom there's no evidence of that no statistical no. backing no Same that's thing. what i'm saying it it's it but look we we have this thing where everything if something gets it it's the same thing of like if your kid sees someone smoking a joint or kissing the same sex they're just gonna have five dicks in their mouth while snorting cocaine you know Mm. what i mean like it's they the kid all of a sudden loses all ability to ever think or be rational and then all you know it's like nope being gay is a choice and i choose it give me those dicks that's what (laughs) happened there's no like i said there's no logic because it's it's fucking control like once you take away control too because we think we have control we have Mm -hmm. no control we have zero control of anything really of your words and actions i would argue I mean, we, I mean, yes, you have that, but like big picture things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, really, that's what it comes down to. It's like, oh, you're, you're upsetting their weird balance. And then like, really, when you do that, when you start introducing new ideas or new things that you're not uh, used to, like I lived in Hillcrest for a long time, trans, like that should fucking no phasing here mm-hmm. like i didn't give a shit here's the thing i've been in regular restrooms that were not co-ed and thought i was going to get raped and murdered you know what i mean mm-hmm. bathrooms are a fucking scary place try like dude i will go piss in front of god and everyone before i go into a greyhound bathroom bus or the you know the bathroom on the bus station mm-hmm that ain't happening nor will i go into a fucking rest stop along the side of the road and take a piss unless it is noon 
and there is families frolicking. I, I, cause there, any place, I grew up in the city. So any place that's kind of like away from the eye, I don't trust. Mm. I mean, anyone here in San Diego can tell you, go hiking in the canyons and see if you don't get murdered. <laughs> True. Like, so that's like, I'm, I'm always weary of that. And so when trans bathrooms came into exit, like when they came into the mainstream media of like, oh, they're going to do trans bathroom. And it's like a lot of them, the, with the, uh, the all sex bathrooms, they're single bathrooms. It, and then, you know, I've, I've heard the thing of like, oh, well now anyone could just live in the female dormitory. And it's like, listen, if a dude's going to chop off his dick and get hormone implant, like, you know, hormone treatments and all sorts of plastic surgery just to be pervy, Godspeed. I don't know what to tell you. And then I had the, like, I heard the argument of like, no, all you have to do is say you identify as a woman. And I was like, well, that's not being trans. Because the trans and trans is trans, like you're transitioning or you've transitioned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a different, and you know, you can, I don't know, help Man, clarify or I don't know. There, there are really, differences because I just don't understand that mentality though, because men have been raping women before the trans bathroom thing was an issue. Men have You've been really... raping men. Exactly. You really think the whole that's going to be a game changer? No, it's not. You know, evil will happen, but not. Why do you expect it? Because that's what we do. We expect the worst because that's what we have been pumped into our brains. That's what's in our movies. That's what's in our TV shows. That's what's in our news. That's what's in the books we read. Fear mongering. I don't know. Is how does every ghost story start? In every horror movie, a family moves into a nice new home. I would agree with you. Like our society is very fear mongering, especially American society compared to like other countries and their like, you know, social rules. But like, again, going back to education, I feel like if you were educated, if you lived in a country that wasn't the US who had good education, that kind of stuff wouldn't phase you because you would know better. You'd be able to yourself determine if it's something to be wary of, if it's dangerous, or if it's not. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not uh, that's not selling things, right? And we're a capitalist society. Mm. I, I mean, if you think about it, like, what what's the the point in that? And it's like, you know, if you're not having people under your control, they're not buying things, and it's uh, it's a whole because that's been that's been an argument where it's like you keep them in fear they'll buy things and look at uh anytime there is a, a like a shooting the there's nra always a, always a jump in gun sales there's always a jump in gun sales and there's always a jump in nra membership mm-hmm. if i was a crazy person i would think the nra is behind that you know what i mean being like oh well that makes the most sense they're out shooting people so they're fucking stock goes up so the membership goes up so guns sales go up didn't they go bankrupt i don't know probably i think i saw something in the news that they went bankrupt. morally yes so happy oh, that happened yeah, a long sure. time ago i know um but yeah i don't know it's uh it's something t- like 
to for everyone to think about because I, like that's my whole goal like in life right now it's like anyone who's listening and anyone i talk to i just want them because conspiracy theories and all this shit is like more commonplace now and they're like the lines are blurring between like funny cool you know like fucking saddam hussein owns a stargate to a congresswoman talking about jewish people fucking putting lasers in space to start wildfires see that's why i encourage people to think for yourself and question everything because like and especially think of think of the big picture when you think about these conspiracy theories and think of how easily people let things slip because one thing one thing i've noticed about these conspiracy theories is they're large scale and they supposedly involve a lot of people, yet there's no whistleblowers. You really think so many people that are involved in like a national-wide conspiracy theory and nobody slipped up? Nobody's like spilled the beans on accident? You know? Well, I, I mean, someone might say that there, there's been some, but like um, people can't keep secrets for shit. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> And people, like, for the most part, I, like, I hate to fucking burst anyone's bubble as someone who has been in the military. People ain't that fucking organized. I, like, I was in the military. Like, I, I've seen the finest be as organized as they possibly could be. And even then, it was like, fucking, how does this shit run with all you fucking bozos running it? yeah you know what i mean that's um, one thing i always i've, I've heard uh one thing military people <laughs> i've always heard is when you guys when uh, when marketing uses military grade they always tell me like you don't know what that means military grade means the cheapest made yeah i don't want <laughs> military grade nothing what, what costs the cheapest yeah fucking i don't want yeah if it says military grade i'm like no thank you yeah <laughs> made a fucking whole particle board mm-hmm. that's they but, tell me that all the time it's the funniest thing oh on this like um i remember there was an old commercial for the navy mm-hmm. and it, it had this god smack song on there and it's like this metal you know and it was like dun, 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 and like some dude jumping out of a plane jumping out of the water with like an m16 you know what i mean like it was all like these Mm. exciting action shots and um i remember uh having a conversation about like how the um the commercial if you wanted a realistic because like all of that shit was like the navy seals and it wasn't for it wasn't an advertisement for the navy seals it was just for the navy the navy seals if you don't know is an elite special forces like those action so b-roll for them on well, them like, only. it's it's very it's very uh it's very hard to get into it like when i when i was in when i was getting out um i was in uh, a limited duty section because i had my back surgery and so it was a bunch of pregnant women me and a bunch of guys who got hurt during seal training and like most of them, most all of them blew out their knees but anyway um so my 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 thing was like with the commercial it should have been like guy sweeping a hallway guy playing cards and is you know fucking in like on some table like because it was fucking boring 
Like there wasn't <laughs> anything to it, but like that that shit doesn't sell. It's got to be an extreme, like you know what I mean? Mm. When they're they're taking something that's very little, like very few people get to be seals, yet that's what they're advertising for something that a lot of like just a commonplace thing. And it's like that shit is not for everybody. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for talking with me. And uh, I know you don't like chatting this long with white people, so I apologize. It's but... been a pleasure. You're the one exception. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of That Meddlesome Jerk. <laughs>